I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it's not a packer up, boys, because we got the troops in. You know what? I was literally, we were about to do packer up, boys, me and Maddie. And then I was like, oh, I can sniff something in the air. So I went out to the car park and I said, News team assemble! And the fucking Gurino and Timmy came sprinting around the corner. They were just hanging out. They were just in the fucking area. Uh, and they're here. Guru. I had a day head start on Timmy to sprint here in time, so but we got here. You How started good? running on Wednesday night. <laughs> Half time on the road. Bloody hell, and I got the great Timmy. How you going, mate? Mate, that's the best intro I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better you know what? I've had two days of being genuinely depressed from the blues result. I think I'm sweet now. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, and if you're all looking at us and you're going, ooh, you boys are looking hot. Maybe the hottest podcasters in the game. That's because Bloke, brand new jumpers dropping, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So I think it is the 6th, I'll just, the 3rd, sorry. It is the 3rd of July at 6 p.m. And there are limited numbers. So much we've ordered a smaller amount than we usually order. Because as you can see, we've never done these colors before, never done this style before. So only the real, the real diehards will get it. So that is 6 p.m. On the third, be there. Once they are gone, this will be the hoodies for the year. We, we, I mean, look, we might drop them again, but that'll be at least another three or four months. But at this stage, this will be the hoodies for the year. There is a limited amount, guys. 6 p.m. Monday. Put aside your shekels. 79.95. 79.95. They are absolutely fantastic. Beautiful material, and as you can see, colours that we've never done before. This might be a favourite, just quietly. I, I love it. Blue. I actually really like I, it. I was going to say, Cam, there's been some seriously elite bloke gear going out over the years. If we're excluding the jerseys, which are just in the league of their own, yes, yeah. I reckon these are my favourite. I love them because, yeah. like, like the brown, the brown one with the big bloke, it's very like brandy, like you, like it's almost like you're announcing, like I'm a bloke community or whatever. Whereas this is like quite subtle, so you, you can wear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of a subtle kind of thing. So, yeah, anyway, I love them. But let's get straight into it, boys. Before we get into it, 
Bloke Lager, get it from your local, the beer of rugby league. Uh, we're in every liquor, leg- liquor legends in Queensland, every single celebrations in New South Wales, Queensland and ACT. Plus, on special in all IGA liquors and thirsty camels across New South Wales. Boys, just a summary, feelings about Origin. Yeah, I think uh, I think one thing that stood out for me, Kemby, over the last few days is that all the chat's been about what New South Wales didn't do rather than what Queensland did. And I just thought from, you know, from the very start of the series, all the decisions that Billy Slater made, I, I just, I can't find one that he got even slightly wrong. Mm. And there were some big calls in there. I'd argue he made bigger calls than what Brad Fittler did at times. No, I think so. To, to take out two origin, well, one origin legend in Gagai, Kafusi origin stalwart, Kalen Ponga, man of the match game three. Like people are forgetting he won man of the match in a decider and then didn't make the game the game one next year. That is huge. And you look at all those guys that he left out and you look at the guys that he replaced them with, like they're all on track to be proper <clears throat> origin stars of the future. I, I look at Hamiso Maiden. Oh, fuck. He's played three games at centre. Remember that position he couldn't play because he was going to get fucked on there? Yep. Three games at centre, three wins, four tries. He's made 44 tackles. He's missed one tackle. <sighs> My God. How much better could it possibly get than that and you know it's insane i still reckon he's got more in him he's got heaps more in him. yeah like i still actually when you watch dc doing that uh like chasing down stephen crichton go back and watch it when you see hammer hit top speed he just like eats up meters then he gets cut off by i think Toto. but he is just eat, like honestly nearly might have caught him like he was eating meters he is so quick timmy overall thoughts yeah look camp you to be a cold day in hell <laughs> when the words with any meeting come into my mouth that Queensland just get it, like <laughs> shove that shit up your ass. <laughs> but I have to admit, and it kills me to say this, it just Queensland wanted that series more than we did. Mm. And I just looked down at all the effort areas across the first two games mm. and every time there was scrambling defence required or bodies around the ball or anything, you just outdid us every single time. Mm. And I think DCE's chase down, which will become an iconic origin moment on Critter, that typifies it all. Mm. That and obviously the Lindsay Collins try to end game one. Mm. Uh, I feel crook saying it, but I I think Queensland wanted this series more than we did. Yeah, it's... uh the, the beautiful thing about the DC one, I spoke about this on uh, yesterday's podcast, but if you take a screenshot when DC makes a tackle, guess how many players, Queensland players, are there? 12. All 12 are there ready to defend the next tackle and then in the next tackle Fafita gets there. So it took them 15 seconds to be ready to go again. Like we are fully at full strength on our line, whereas unfortunately with New South Wales, it was only Toto in the picture. Um, and I think that's a really good example of, look, you, you could say want it more, but I just saw, almost think it's more of a philosophy of, and it was uh, one of the key philosophies going into camp, uh, and DC said it after the game, was keep your feet moving. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. But if you've ever played footy, there are so many times when the ball's on the other end of the field, you just like, you might stop. Mm-hmm. Whereas Queensland, every single player at all times, like there was even like, they were almost sometimes lining up for, for let's say, um, there's a, a breakdown in play and Reese Walsh is like skipping across the field. Usually you might get one battler that just does a mad run to hit holes. 
they were like three of the forwards running up to hit holes. It was almost uh, two, like even sometimes when the ball from dummy half uh, went behind some of the Queensland forwards, it was because there was too many keen to get the ball yep. rather than just one hitting it up. Mm. Unbelievable. There was one play throughout the game and it, it came to absolutely nothing, but Cam Munster got it on the left-hand side of the field. There was nothing on. He did his normal step, spin and come back. As he was halfway through the spin on the other side, it was Ruben Cotter and someone else. They just went, yep. And they just both started to hit lines. Yeah. And it was just, it, it like, the timing of it all looked like they'd practiced it. <clears throat> but it was just Munster playing off his head and just everyone, their instincts just kicking in. Guy that's part of the um, Supercoach playbook, the Supercoach spy, he made a fantastic point on Twitter the other day, which stood out for me so much. And I, to be honest, I didn't notice it live. But the very first try is Val Holmes that scores it mm. off the kick. Controversial, whatever, shit happens. But you go and you watch that and you watch that kick goes in the air and every single New South Wales defender inside the centre stands still. Yeah, mm. Teddy even stops and watches from about mm. 20 metres away. Yeah. And, and, and like, as you keep coming back to and Slater keeps saying it, keep your feet moving. And, and, and we it, saw it in game one with Lindsay Collins and we saw it again there. Yeah, I was going to say, it was the same with the Lindsay Collins try, wasn't it? Yeah. Bodies in motion from Rones everywhere. Yeah. And like even the DC try, the only way he got there was because he was almost moving across already just in case something happened. Like, if he had been in his position standing still, there's no way he catches Critter. Um, and, again, it sounds like such a cliche thing, but it really was the difference. They just kept their feet moving all game. For sure. And, like, for me, Origin's all about getting punched in the face and how you respond mm. to it. Mm. Reese Walsh puts that kick into Stephen Crichton, doesn't go their way, he makes a break for it. How does DCE respond to it? Mm. Gets on his bike and goes. New South Wales then swing it to the other side. Probably should have scored. Once again, another wasted opportunity. We turn the ball over, punched in the face. How do we respond? Pat mm. Carrigan puts DCE away, yep. skips straight to the other side. Was the pass forward? I think it was. You get away with them, though. Mm. Shit happens. Yep. Deal with it. I reckon, we didn't deal with it. I reckon um, I'll say... The pass was definitely forward, in my opinion. But I reckon the try, under the new rules, as in Valentine Holmes, under the new rules where it doesn't matter about control as long as it doesn't leave the hand, I reckon the Holmes was a try. But it was a forward pass from Fafita, I think. And, you know, I've heard a lot of New South Wales fans complaining about decisions that went against us. Just wind your mind back to game one and how many decisions went our way. We still did nothing. Well, he's actually won the penalty count 9-4. Of course we did. And also, if, if we get done by 6 or 10... All right, let's have this conversation and the one that we don't have about refs. When we get blown off the park by 20-plus points, mm. you can't say, oh, there's two tries that could have gone the other way. It's like, mate, we're outplayed completely. Mm. Yeah. Don't blame refs for getting blown off the park. Oh, mate, yeah. Even if we won, by, if, we, if we lose by six, if we did everything right in mm. our backyard, then we can talk about referees. But mm. we got so much wrong and made so many poor yeah. decisions, didn't ice so many moments that I think that we can't even have that conversation. All right, let's talk about – we'll talk about New South Wales first and then we'll get into Queensland. New South Wales, the biggest decision of the game, in my opinion, was moving Cook to centre. Now, there's been heaps of talk about it. First of all, I want to lead off with I thought Cook tried his absolute heart out, absolute heart out. And I know that, you know, growing up he'd played a bit of wing, maybe some centre – but I have to say I strongly disagree with the decision to put him there. Now, the explanation has been it's because he's fast. Reese Walsh is speed. It's actually funny. What, did, what were we speaking about before game one? We said Reese Walsh's speed is going to be a real issue for even a guy like Latrell because he's so big, he's going to know, not know whether to jam or not. And so how po- like almost um, 
poetic that in the end that was such a crucial moment is Reese Walsh's speed. You could argue it it may have won the game because it was they put Cook there because they were concerned about it. anyway. So I understand where they're coming from with that. They're like in regards to he is fast, Reese Walsh is fast also. But I just feel that there's so much more to defending than being fast. Like some of our best defenders ever in centers have been slow centers. Like Mick Devere, he wasn't quick. Matt Cooper, was he that quick? Like he was okay. Um, who else? Like Gasney was a good defender. Any 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 other centers that come to mind? That well, well, just like even players at the back end of their career who who might have been elite speeches early in the day, like Josh Morris, mm. one of the best defensive centers we've ever team. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't slow when he finished his career, but when he was a veteran in his early to mid thirties, <coughs> and he didn't have the speed, but his defensive read was unbelievable. Yeah, and so like I just felt that defensively, and as as I said. The, the New South Wales coaching staff, they know, they've forgotten more about footy than I even know. But I just feel that surely there's more to defence spacing, defensive systems. Okay, Will Reece, Chambers is a good one. Will Chambers? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Like, okay, Reese Walsh is really fast. All right, how are we going to combat that? We've just got to jam in and then slide from behind. So I don't know why the message didn't go out to, if they are going to go with Cookie, just jam, always jam and then just get Luai sliding in behind. So... That aside, I just do not understand why Cam Murray wasn't immediately put there because not only has Cam Murray played centre, he's one of the best defensive players in the competition. He's one of the best players in the competition. I also think that what's harder, making a debutante run for 80, go for 80 in hooker or Cam Murray playing 80 at centre. And not only do you, uh, you know, not have Cam Murray in centre, you've got a hooker in centre, you've ruined the rotation of giving... Robson a break and getting Cookie through the middle. Where was Cookie's try scored? Through scrap play, through the middle. So I just think that that was such a big call that was probably, well, I felt, in my opinion, it was the wrong call. Yeah, and it was a domino effect because it took away our entire plan at Hooker. Mm. Now, I heard Brandy (laughs) explaining it, and I'm so glad that Vossi pushed back on what Brandy was saying and asked for a deeper explanation because, like, the more I listen to that explanation, honestly, the less sense it made to me. Mm. And that's the uh, hindsight, great call. I can show you our text conversations the moment Freddie made the decision. And in my mind, I thought, okay, Freddie's going to chuck Cook at centre for the next 15 minutes to work it all out. Mm. He stayed there the entire game. And you could tell that Billy Slater looked at him and went, good as gold. There's our game plan. Oh, mate, they got the message straight away. Straight and away. Immediately, Queensland game, game was directed all at Cookie. Yeah, and this, is, this is, comes back to exactly what I said after game one. You know, this game it was Damien Cook who was played out of position. Last game it was Nico Hines. For me, it's not about Damien Cook. It's not about Nico Hines. It's about New South Wales and why can't we put guys out of positions and they handle themselves? Because Queensland does it. Tell me right now, if, no matter, if even if it was the bad call, if Billy Slater said to Ben Hunt, I need you to play centre tonight, mm. so he gets shown up, I don't think he does. Yeah. I, I, you know what's so, I guess, ironic about this whole situation? And, and this is no disrespect, but like, if there is one guy that emulates that Queenslander kind of mould, it's Cam Murray. 100% it is. Yeah, so yes. That's what I don't understand. Why, if there's one guy you go, you know what, I'm going to stick him on the wing, he'd find a way to get it done. Um, and also, like, Cam Murray only coming on in the second half, 48 minutes in, I, I think he should have been starting. I just... Well, like Brandy said himself, the plan was to bring Cam Murray in the 30th minute. <clears throat> Great plan. Yeah. What the fuck happened? I don't know. Why did we wait until the 48th minute to put Cam Murray on the field? He's, he's one of the three or four guys that, in my opinion, is an origin player. 
oh, in mate. our team. 100%. And I cannot believe he didn't get put on the field. And if the and the only reason I can assume why he wasn't put on the field or he wasn't put at centre is because he wasn't 100%. And if he wasn't 100%, was he, picked? he shouldn't have been there. Mm. You took a really hard stance on Campbell Graham. Why not the same for Cam Murray? Mm. And if you're going to back him to be there, you have to back him 100%. Well, Selwyn Cobbo, he, could have, he probably could have played for Queensland. He had, what, was it two tries game one? Anyway, he was great yeah. game one. So Billy Slater was so strong in his decision. He was like, unless you're ready to go ripping and a tearing. Um, he dropped, after a win, he dropped the winger and brought in Coates. Timmy, thoughts on the cookie situation? Yeah, look, I think... To be honest, I think the Blues lost this series at the selection table. Mm. And it's it's not a case of hindsight hero because when we sit here and punch out uh, five podcasts a week, you can track back and, boys, we said from the start of the series and leading into game one that we just – we didn't get our bench right. I, I'm like such an enormous advocate, always have been, of picking utility back on the bench in the modern game. I think it cost us game one mm. with Nico, who couldn't play centre. Got found out there for the match winner. Game two, I think Cookie having to go out there. Just about, and we'll get into more detail soon, but just about everything good Queensland, that's a bit harsh on Queensland. A large amount of the good things that Queensland did, particularly in attack that led to line breaks, were going through Damien Cook. We spoke about defensively him being caught out. Even in attack, like Jerome Luai, who's come under a bit of critique for his game, sure he didn't have the best game, but he still put Cookie in some pretty good positions in attack that... An out-and-out centre catches passes. We had the overlap and we couldn't execute them because he was playing out of position. Mm. And look, mate, we, we, so we get a lot of things wrong in this podcast, but I think we were all pretty adamant on utility bench on the back from the start of the series. And I just think if Matt Burton is on that bench, it changes the outcome of this entire series. So I, I love Freddie, but he, there were some horrific, I think, uh, selection issues. And if you want to go back even further, <coughs> yes, Matt Burton would have a good answer, but... If Jack White was available, this series is turned on its head. I would have been, I would have been calling Jackie after game one, saying, "Mate, 100%. please, please." I will say, well, you wouldn't have need to have called Jack White after game one because game one he would have stamped his authority on it and he yeah. would have forced himself oh. to be picked again. So I, I will say, I think, like, I'm okay with Reese Robson being, sorry, Cookie being the 14. But what surprises me, and I understand, like, you definitely were pro Matt Burton. You, we spoke about this last week, but what I don't get is like. The reason you chose Cookie was to have the one-two punch in the hooking role, and so the reason for him being selected is no is just irrelevant. So if you are going to say to him, because apparently Freddie said to him, you, "You'll play centre if someone gets injured." Apparently said that to him before. That, that. was the plan. Apparently that was the plan. So if that is the plan, hundred percent, you got to go with Burton. Like you got to go with Burton because we, we said when we spoke that and you got right, they've gone with Robson as the the utility or when I say utility, obviously the forward utility. All right, if you go and do this, at least we've got Cam Murray there to somewhat fill a gap in a position he's unfamiliar with. But then when it became Cookie, it was like, like what in the world is going on? You both already said it, but if Cookie wasn't fit enough to go out and slot in at centre when we needed him, Must he should have been uh, playing. Sorry, Murray. But, uh, Murray, he yeah. should have been playing. And yeah. then if they're going to play him through the middle, I said, playing bigger minutes, I just... Well, I, don't, I also don't get like... You know, he's going to hit essentially top speed in the middle. He came on for 30 minutes and ran for over 100 metres. He was great. It was incredible. So it's like, I just, yeah, it's, it's very, and that's, so prior to the game, I felt pretty strongly, give Freddie another year. He's your second most winning coach. You know, he's done some incredible things. But I just think after watching that game and, and just seeing some clear uh, 
decisions that I respectfully disagree with. And and let's and we all agree here. We are huge fans of Freddie. Huge fans of Freddie. That's why it hurts so much. Yeah. Could tell you like yeah. the, what he's, he's done for the Blues and rugby league. And you know he he would have had you know philosoph- uh, justifications behind all these decisions. And if we heard them, we go okay, I see that and I see that. But we can only say if what we talk about what we're going off what we've seen mm. and a lot didn't make sense yeah and so i just think after that i believe clear errors like even stefano played 12 minutes um i don't understand that uh you know i Mate, don't e- e- even toto and fox the fact that they switched edges mm. and that's saying all right i made a mistake in game one they'd played different edges to what they play at clubland every single week i know there's combinations this and that but so to swap them game two, it was admitting you're wrong and you made a mistake. Mm. Now, that's admirable in some ways. They go, all right, made a mistake, let's let's rectify it. But why did it happen in the first place? Mm. And then you've got um, not starting Liam Martin. Like, how you, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think that you had the, the luxury of having both Liam Martin and Cam Murray on the bench. Like, they are uh, like, okay, Queensland's game plan, and, and you're aware of it, but at Suncorp especially, what do we do to you? We kick early on three so what do you need you need at least wide running forwards that are fit as anything get back and take hit ups but instead you went for hudson young and tyson frizzell who are they're fit but they don't get through the work that martin and murray do they're more kind of explosive game breakers so that's another decision that i just was quite shocked with i um look i'm not sure what direction New South Wales should head in or who specifically should or shouldn't go. But I do think substantial change needs to be made. And I agree, mate. I, I'm the biggest Brad Fittler fan in the world, but I think we have to move in a different direction. The question is, though, what direction is that? That's what I mean. And, like, I I, I, know I, I was saying to mates the other night, geez, do we get Jeff Toovey, Greg Bird and James Maloney in a room and go, you do your thing? It's, yeah. I mean, look. I, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I heard Bus Rothfield say the other day, Ricky Stewart, and people laughed. Is it a bad idea to get a guy that's heaps passionate? Yeah. Well, there's another uh, that could potentially work. Craig Bellamy redemption. His last, it might be his last year next year. He comes up, this is Matty John's idea, so I won't steal it. You said it today on the Morning Glory uh, on SEN. But basically, Riles is obviously the assistant coach there that's going to be the head coach. Around Origin time, he hands the reins of the storm to Riles and he focuses on Origin. I don't love personally the idea of. I think the game has become such a beast of its own state of origin. Club coaches do it. I think Craig Bellamy and Ricky Stewart definitely could do it. I think Ricky Stewart would be perfect for it, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. You, you look at the, the passion that Queensland seem to have all the time, essentially, and they bring in these legends. I know the Blues bring in legends, have yarns. Mm. But as Guru said, who better than Ricky Stewart to do it and mm. instill that and the pride in that jersey? But. I think it's way too big a job for a club coach to do. And I also find it unfair on the club to lose their head coach essentially for six, seven weeks. There's got to be a coach out there somewhere. Yeah. I thought we, we mentioned last week, I think I said maybe Desi Hasler. Well, that's gone out the window, but... Yeah, the great Desi at the Titans. Mate, the only other one and the only the, the guy that I think would have a fantastic persona for it, and I think he represents what we need, where we need to get back to and what we need to become once again, but... He just doesn't have the coaching experience. Boyd Gordon is one that I wouldn't mind. If Get it, him in the coaching staff at least. Yeah. At least in the coaching staff. I just, but that's, I mean, as a New South Welshman, I'm sure, you know, Timmy shares the same. Like, I just sit there and I go, if I, if you told me to name our greatest New South Wales Blues players ever, if I had to name a top three, I couldn't possibly leave Freddie and Joey out. And if they can't get it across, mm. 
I don't know. Where, where Can do you have we... a word to Matty? He's already said no. I don't think Matty's stupid enough. To he, do it. Well, he's already yeah. said I just I got too much oh. on. I Remember, he said it to on. us at the cack. Oh, he went there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. what? I was in actually uh, yesterday doing a doing a show at News Corp at the telly offices, and Matty was down there sitting by himself having a coffee. I was so tempted to just be like, hey, Matty, want to run some shape, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. um, okay, let's get into more specifics in regards to players. Um, I thought To'o was outstanding for the Blues. Critter, quite, pretty quiet. Outside of that interception, relatively quiet. Um, Addo Carr, unfortunately, I love the Fox, but I thought it was probably one of his, not as, like, probably his, not his, maybe his worst game. Well, by the lofty standards he yeah. set himself, you could argue it was his worst yeah. game. Well, it wasn't the best game, let's yeah. put it that way, uh, unfortunately for the Fox. Jerome Luai had some moments, but, you know, wasn't really – I don't know. I, I just think that it's it's probably time, unfortunately, um, you know, to replace that six role. Oh, I, compared to others, I, I didn't think Jerome was awful, though. I, I didn't I think he was awful, yeah. but also at the same time, like, you know, he's been there for, what, three three years now? Yeah. And this was his opportunity to really step up. It was 32-6. You know, like, that's a, that's a tough loss anyway. I, I, I agree on Jerome, but just touching on it before – and he did the same in game one when Critter was on his edge. Obviously, Critter made the switch earlier in that game with the Tommy Turbo injury. But your job is to get your strike centers, good, clean, early ball. He did that on four or five occasions. And Cookie, again, playing out of position. So there's absolutely no knock on Cookie at all. But went for a few Hail Mary tip-ons and different things where that didn't come off. But he got him in decent positions where if it is a strike center, let's say Critter was still on that edge, I think the tip-on's better or they beat their man rushing up or whatever it is. Mm. But because it was Cookie, it just didn't happen. So, as I said, I'm, I'm not saying Luai had a wear of a game by any means. But for the big criticism going towards him for it, he was impacted just as much as... Cookie was yeah, in that position. Fair. I just think defensively he was he missed seven tackles, the yeah. most of any blues. Um, but I, I agree in regards to like he actually did put Cookie in good positions. He had a try assist obviously in game or two try assists, I think, in mm. game one. But I, I just I just feel that fresh something fresh needs to be put in the halves, whether it's Hines with Cleary, whether it's Moses. Now Mitchell Moses, I thought Mitchell Moses had a good first half. But unfortunately, second half, I, I do think that he, you know, he didn't really stamp his authority at all in the game. And they still had heaps of field position. And I, so I would give Moses a good, solid performance. I don't think he played poorly at all. I thought his defence, especially in the first half, was incredible on Dave Fafita, like massive props. It's a staple of Mitch Moses' game, and this is where we talk about combinations over and over and over again is he's just that last second switch down the short side, his short side raids, and he took off there at one point. He saw a two and two to make it a three and two, and he went, we're on. And he looked up, and Critter was five metres behind. And again, it's just like that's not a defensive system, sorry, attacking system that Critter's probably used to playing with Nathan Cleary, who, who is more conservative and, you know, will get to a place on the field where Mitchie Mose will play off cuff, see it, take it on, and just like, oh, that was the opportunity. And poor old Mitchie went down there. Critter didn't fight with him, like, Opportunity blind. Yeah. Oh, I think this game would have got a lot uglier if Mitch Moses wasn't on the field in the first half, though. I thought he did do. Oh, really the first well, half was yeah. great. I will say, though, that like coming out of the game, if Cleary played the same game as Moses did and they lost 32-6, to six, he'd be getting fucking crucified. Um, so I just – I think that the people that are very adamant that Cleary's not the guy – 
I'm not saying he's going to be. I'm not saying that he's a definite for next year, but also I think like Wednesday showed that he's not the problem, guys. Mm. Clear, he's not like you had all that field position again, and again you couldn't execute. I think that there is much deeper problems than any one specific player in the blue. Like this, there's, there's attacking systems, there's uh, combinations that don't seem to be working. Um, so Mitchell Moses, I thought was solid. Again, I do think that. He really could have stepped to the game a little bit more in the second half. Special mention to his first half chip chase on first tackle oh, for mate. the repeat set. So good. That, like he's come in playing for his origin career to go for that on first tackle, seeing oh. the space behind the line. You just went, like if that went dead or went to Queensland hand before the line and they got the ball back, crucified, we went, no, nah, I'm going for it. This was a big turning point, I thought, too, in this game when he put in that perfect kick to the in goals. And of course, it sat up in front of Munster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Munster caught the ball, looked, seemingly turns around in slow motion like he always does, and just got spiders on him and people can't and get what's crazy him. is that's the second time. So the chip chase, Munster was already turning. Yeah. Like, Munster is so good instinctually, not just attack. He was already turning before Mitchell Moses chipped that ball. Yeah. He could tell just somehow... He was going to chip on tackle zero. Unbelievable. He's a cracker monster. If you t- I reckon if you told him to explain that moment to him, he wouldn't he would, be able yeah. to. No, no <laughs> way. Um, so Mitch Moses is solid. I think so solid that he, like solidly enough, that there's an argument to be made that you could even go Cleary Moses at six. I think that he has enough attacking flair to be that six if he wanted to. Um, so I don't think he's hurt his chances anyway. But at the same time, I don't think he was, you know, Incredible or whatever. And this is the big worry heading into next year for me. I'm going, who's going to be our nine, our seven, our six, our one, and our coach? Well, I think... I look at Queensland, and I know what the answer to that question is going to be for the next five years. Well, I think Reese Robson was outstanding. I think he was good too. I I really think, and I'm really disappointed that we didn't get to see him rotate with Cookie to see what what his physicality was like in the forwards. Because I thought defensively, he was outstanding for you guys. Really wanted to see him play at 13 for yeah, 15 minutes. Just to so, see, yeah, just to see. Just to see, like, the question. can he handle the physicality? Can he be similar to Cotter? Um, I thought he was great. So I think Reese Robson, as long as he keeps playing well, I think he keeps that nine spot. I think, you know, depending on wh- whether we want to go Cookie on the bench or Burton, whatever it is, I think Cookie, I just love the passion and energy Cookie showed. Like, I know that he put centre and, you know, it was an issue for defensively. But I just thought that when he did get opportunity, he was pretty sharp. But it is going to be interesting, you know, game one next year when we're picking sides and whatnot, if Appy's fit and available, Freddie and them obviously like him. Yeah, I, I think that this idea of this Penrith core, I think that has, is over. It has to be. It has it? to be. And, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't select the Penrith players. Mm. What I'm saying is, is that... The idea that, okay, we're going to pick a core of Penrith players and we're going to play like Penrith because they're so good at club. The problem with doing that, and you can say it now because the series is over, but like Queensland already know how you're going to play because they go, you're just going to play like Mm. Penrith. How much hours of tape have we got on that? Whereas Queensland, do you know how Queensland's going to play? No one does. And I can't stress enough that I'm not saying you have to pick Appy. But it is just, it's going to be interesting again next year because oh, it feels sure. like we're throwing the cards up again and see where they land. Yeah, I know. Even like imagine dropping Cookie off, having to play at centre. He got his recall, albeit due to injury with Happy. Like if he gets dropped based on playing 80 minutes at centre. <laughs> well, you're going to, like, I think realistically next year, you're going to have to drop one of Cook or Robson. I think Robson's there to stay. I just think with his age, um, 
Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought he was outstanding. And Cookie's had outstanding origins too. I personally like Robson Cookie. I know you like the uh, outside back utility on the mm. bench. Um, at this stage, I would stick with the Robson Cookie and I would make sure to stick with that. If there's injury with outside back, I'd put Cam Murray there. Um, I hope that's not Cook's last origin. Oh, please. Deserves so he deserves better way that. better than yeah. that. Uh, now, number 10, the big fella. Payne Hass was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and it... Out of this entire game, nothing broke my heart than the one time someone moved their feet, someone stayed alive on the entire play, and in your front row was back there for the chip. And, of course, Queensland, you make your own luck 100%, but the chip bounces perfectly to the fastest guy on the field. It's crazy. And it just it doesn't matter that Payne Haas is there all of a sudden, which kills me. It, it deserved to be yeah, a silver a line moment, moment at the end where yeah. you're like, Payne Haas, game dead and buried, you're the only one covering, yep. and that tap bounce. Mate, so on, like so heartbreaking. We, we, we saw it, Payne. Yeah, we don't worry. It. We'll remember Payne. <laughs> but yeah, like in 67 minutes. So 67 minutes in origin in the yeah. front row. Fucking hell. 21 runs, 160 metres, 63 post contact, five tackle breaks, four offloads, 41 tackles, only one miss, zero errors. In the team conceded 32 points. Far out. And this is where, mate, like if you're, if you're not going to start with Liam Martin, you're going to wait until the last 30 minutes to put Cam Murray on, and you're going to put Stefano on for 12 minutes either side of half time. What are you doing to help him? Yeah. What are you doing to help Payne Haas out there? Like, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it, but the use of Stefano was mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I didn't understand. Hey, mate, go there for five minutes, sit down for 15, then go out for another five, and you're done. Yeah. It, like, wouldn't You're an impact front rower. Like, what, I, uh. I, what I don't get is if, if you're going to play him like that, isn't that more suited to a nippy, fast, like super quick explosive, like cheese almost? Isn't that more suited to that? Ten minutes of just going skits? I, I, whereas a, a Stefano, it's, I feel like you, minimum 20 minutes to get him just to have that roll-on effect. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll get to it. Tyson Brazell, although I, I didn't think he played um, poorly, I didn't think, to be honest, I didn't think the New South Wales forwards played poorly. I, I, I personally thought you just got into good, uh, good field, and you just struggled to execute. 100% camp here. Yeah. I thought our forwards were quite good. We, there were stages where we were winning the battle up front. Mm. The game was quite evenly poised. It was our back line again, keep harming back to it, but whoop, keep harping back to it, but the centre spot and going back there, the damage was done there, but our edges were so brittle and yeah. so easily exposed, but I actually thought the forwards... Held their head high. You could, yeah, I mean, obviously and the enough. scoreboard. Yeah, enough. But I mean, obviously the scoreboard is the Thanks. real winner. But if you looked at the stats outside of the scoreboard, there's an argument to be had that they won the battle. Mm. Like yep. it's it's really so. You go to the team stats. They ran for more meters, had more runs, more post contact meters, more tackle breaks. Um. Yeah, like there you go. Like you know what I mean. Like so, you, there's there's at least put it this way. It's not 32-6, even though that's what it ended up being. So I, I, I thought the fours were right. I will say, though, that I just – even though I thought Hudson Young had a much better game this game, it, I just don't know how you can think that Tyson Frizzell and Hudson Young should be getting more minutes than Martin and Murray. Like, I just don't understand that. And that's where, like, as you said, you know, so many of the stats favoured us. Like, if we would have lost this game by six and the stats without it, it's baffling. Mm. To get done in the fashion that we did – like that, that's just what state of origin is. Mm. And that's why, you know, I know Timmy said it before that I hate to say that, you know, we don't get it or whatever, but. <laughs> don't say it, Guru. Fuck me. Don't, like, what, say, what, don't what, say it. But, like, how many things do we need to 
have go away, the stats in our favour, all these little things, and we just... Even if you believe it, don't say We it. just don't get those moments. It shits <laughs> me to no end. So it was a a 9-3 penalty win for you guys. And that's what I mean. Like, you look at that, all, everything, a lot of things, so I should say, a few things were in our favour. Um, <laughs> Kuru's about to head, he's about to explode. <laughs> um, well, with the, just the forwards argument, we had attacking opportunities. We had field possession. We couldn't capitalise. Our back line didn't have the points in us. Mm. So you look at our forward pack. There weren't many forwards who you say, oh, they didn't name up or they had a yeah, bad game. Agreed, agreed. Um, but, but again, I, I still just – I don't understand how Ken Murray and Liam Martin aren't getting majority yep, of the minutes. Sure. They're literally the Australian. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Ikemanu, I mean – I, look, I can understand people that may not have agreed with him being selected in the first place, but now that he's here, you cannot afford to burn another young front rower. You have to keep him in the side. Because if you drop him now, that's another, front, that's another young gun burnt. I, I just think that you've got to stick with it now. Yeah, and I mean, I, like, I can't believe... Matty, how many series has Stefano been in there for now? Is, is this his third series he's been around the camp? I think it's his third series he's been around the camp. And to use him for 13 minutes and let him bring him off the field, not put him back on, I just, I don't. And some might say he looked gassed or whatever, but then it's like, why do you get selected then? Why'd you pick him then? Mm. It's, yeah, it's all very strange. Cam uh, Murray, I thought he was absolutely outstanding when he came on. Uh, 13 runs, 102 metres, you know, two tackle breaks, three offloads, 18 tackles, zero misses. <laughs> so good. Um, I do think, I do think, Isaiah has been really good. 2021, great. 2022, solid. Even statistically, he was okay. But I think it is probably time to give Cam Murray that 13 jersey uh, and let and see how he goes. Yeah, I think so as well. Do you think he's telegraphing his passing game too much? Like, no matter how good a ball playing lock you are, and he's phenomenal at it. It should always be a run, first pass, second mentality. And that's okay if you're a link man and, and it is to get receipts and dish mm. out and give good service. That's fine. But I just feel like, and it might just be me, but there's a lot of just catch, shape, pass straight away. Mm. There's no going up and engaging the line at all. We know he's going to pass it. I feel like Yo at his best, he goes up, shapes it, and then he'll, he'll dummy and they'll peel off him, bang, and he pins it, gets a quick play of the ball. Yeah. Catch pass, catch yeah. pass. So you've still got to engage the line. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I thought Yo at his best was standing on the other side of the field, Pat Carrigan. Yeah. The way that he was taking it to the yeah. line, the way that he he always had the defence in two minds, whereas I agree, I think that what Isaiah Yo was doing, I think it was it was telegraphed. Like, it was like, very predictable the entire evening. Yeah, and he, he had 16 runs, 139 metres, so that sort of reads okay, but it, it just goes back to the passing. Mm. He was always going to pass the ball when he wanted to do it. And I, I just feel that... You know, Cam Murray, I think he's a bit more of an explosive ball runner with a quick play of the balls. And so Isaiah Yeo, I'd probably still have in the side because he's so versatile. And, like, he still made, like, 45 tackles, didn't miss any. So it's not like he had a shocker. But if you're the link man in a team that has struggled to score points in two games in a row now, clearly structures need to be changed. Now, maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's the people outside him that are making him pass early. Um, but I, I think it's time to give Cam Murray a crack at that 13. And that was the other thing, like, and I, you know, probably easy in hindsight, but well, that's another option that we could have taken. Like yeah. Isaiah Yo started his career as a centre sure. as well. You could have shifted Isaiah Yo out there. If you didn't want to put Murray out there, which you could have done that as well, you could have shifted Isaiah Yo out Hudson there. Young. 
I'd like he's easily uh, like laterally yeah. good enough. And this is, this is my big worry going into this game. And you know, obviously you had Isaiah Yale at thirteen. It was his first ever game playing with Reese Robson, for, or maybe his second ever game playing with Mitch Moses. But new combinations going up to Suncorp, mm. very tough. Mm. Very tough. Uh, we've got to talk about him, Teddy. Um, kind of already said this. Origin legend. He will always be an origin legend. Uh, but I do think that his position is, is now under pressure. Not for this year. I think that it would be disrespectful to drop him for game three because he's done so much for the state. But I think coming into next year, everyone's on an even playing field. It doesn't matter what your history is. It is the best man for the job that year. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I tend to agree, unfortunately. It kills me to say that because I've got so much time and respect for Teddy, but I agree. I just I just think that, like, I, I, just his ball playing – I. He has decent ball playing. It's never been like as flashy as a Reese Walsh or a Drinkwater or whatever, but I I just felt that he never really engaged the line and created space for his outside men. It was always kind of a bit clunky. You know, he's you know he looks more and more like, which is so frustrating because you see club and like he reminds me at the moment the Teddy we're seeing right now kind of reminds me a little bit of Joey Manu. Like that. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like. It's kind of Teddy Ball and the guys around him, they're just not getting good ball around him. And it's so frustrating to watch because you know he's got it in him. Yeah. You've seen it for year on year on year. And it's just yeah. clunky, just summarises everything we did in attack. I feel like it's it's his positional play in attack as that sweeping fullback rather than the physical passing itself. It's almost like he's gone too far into the run first, pass second mentality, which I, I always encourage. Mm. I'm such a big fan, but I think you can, it's a trap when you think pass, pass, pass. I, I just never see him running on. Like when Reese mm. Walsh gets it, he is at full speed. That's what I mean. I, I think it's the it's not the physical inability to pass because yeah. I think his ball playing over his career has been vastly underrated. Yeah, for sure. He gets his three on two and he nails it more often than not. He's Usually. not elite with it, but more often than not. Yeah. How often do you see, like, as far as, like, 12, 18 months ago, he was an alien. How often now do you see him, as you said, club yeah, level, big time never. as well, him sweeping across at speed and getting that three on two? It never seems to happen around Teddy anymore. Yeah. And it's so concerning. And that's why I think if that can be fixed, and it can't be much, yeah. that he can get back to where he can. Because he's not that old, Teddy. No, I mean, look, as I said, if he gets selected from good form, like, I'm not saying he can't be selected again. I just think that there is pressure like it's a even playing field heading into next year mm. that's where i think new south wales are at i don't think you can select really nearly anyone on history that's where i feel it should be purely on a plan and players that you guys feel can stick to a game plan that the coach wants um now that could be teddy because he's a champion we all know he's a champion and it's like so unfair on him the bloke's won bloody player of his club for like four years in a row and then he's had one quiet year mm. And all of a sudden, but like that's how ruthless this business is. Now, like it sounds absurd, but like, do you look towards guys like Scotty Drinkwater? He's the closest thing to Reese Walsh. I know you shouldn't just reflect what Queensland are doing, but does that become like more of a reality? Whereas I think that for so many years for New South Wales, it was almost like Teddy's the guy. Teddy's the guy. We don't even need to worry about it. Or do you go Latrell? Or do you think? Do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Do you have to just open the just open it for everyone? <laughs> Mate, I honestly don't know what the answer is yet. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. My my instant reaction was Latrell at fullback. To be honest with you, that was my first thought. But I didn't even think about Drinky. But I don't know. I I just oh, I'd be leaning towards Latrell Mitchell just because he's done it on that big stage and he's done it before. But 
I'd still be willing, and people will probably say it's crazy, but if Teddy comes out and shows good form and shows us what he can do in the first oh, 10 weeks absolutely. of next season, I have him back. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of people probably wouldn't, but... I mean, if you, if you don't pick Teddy, who's your captain? Well, I'd probably give it to Cleary if, if you know, Cleary gets selected. Cleary, That's the that, thing, isn't it? Like, Cam Murray? Cam Murray. Cam Murray. Murray. I'd be able to go with, you know, depending on how it all plays out between now and then, it wouldn't shock me if we get to game one next year and Cam Murray's our captain in third eye. Well, Cam Murray's a good one because there's no way he's getting dropped. No. You know, like, that'd be madness. I don't, I don't think same as you, Guru. I'd give Teddy game three, plays out this season, first ten rounds next year. If he's not up to it, replace him. But there's a lot of time between now and then for him yeah. to say, no, no, I've still got it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, like... I'm not. I all all I'm saying is is that it's not a sure thing anymore. Yeah. I yeah, think that he has to correct. work for it, yeah. and it um, is going to be hard for Teddy because, like, realistically, he's going back to prove it at Clubland in a team that they're so far away from putting it all together. It, yeah. it makes it hard for him, mm. and yeah. he probably he has to be a little bit selfish in that side to make it work, which is realistically mm. not what we want to see. He's in a really tough spot, Teddy. Yeah, tough spot, and it's, he's just been so good at Origin level. Far out. I hope people like. Look, I understand the internet. I understand we've got very short memories, but let's just remember how great this guy was. Yeah. Like, and and it can still be. Can still be. He he has been one of. I reckon he's honestly. I would consider him a New South Wales legend, and one of the most consistent players yeah. ever, ever. Um, but yeah, as I said, like the only guys that I'd sit here and say next year are definitely well, not definitely. Well, depends on how they play, but most likely. Is Toto, um, Hass, Murray, Martin, and Martin. That's that's probably the the lock 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 in uh, at at the moment. Now, obviously, things turbo and Latrell if they're fit. Yeah, fit turbo. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's as sure a thing as it used to be, just because. It's like it's the injuries are just happening so regularly. It's such yeah, a yeah. If he's yeah, I, I think though if he is fit and available, he has to be there. It's it, man, the only time we compete with you or beat with you is when we got one of those. But like, field. let's say he has another year like he had this year, where he's he's mm. maybe he may be injured. He's in. He's out. Like I, I think he needs to have. There's prerequisites. Put it that way. Like he needs mm. to have a good solid, you know, five or six rounds of rugby league under his belt. Mm. Rather than because like put it this way, going into this year it was just like we just need one good game. And, and and sorry to harp on about the bench utility, but you've got a bloke there who a breeze picks up and he tears a peck. He gets injured at any sort of drop of a hat. Like doesn't that just buy more <coughs> into you have to have someone to cover Tommy Turbo like on top of everyone else? Mm. Like let's say it was Campbell Graham someone there and just reduces that injury risk a little bit, makes a bit more sense, but. No one was shocked to see Tom Turbo go down injured in that game. Especially it, it when you originally it. picked the side, Latrell Mitchell was under an injured cloud and did get ruled out eventually too. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh. tough. I feel terrible for Tommy because that, that injury is like, it's it's not a, like you're not training hard enough, your diet's bad. Yeah. It is purely just like an impact injury. You cannot yeah, exactly. help that. Yeah. And it goes yeah. the other way too. If we, you know, if we ran out with Matt Burton on the bench and Cook goes down in the first few minutes, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's hard to balance it out, but I just... Look, I think I, the, th the thing that I think most people get frustrated with is, like, if you pick one way, play that way. You know what I mean? Like, put this, yeah. if, if you go, okay, we picked Cookie, Murray went out there, he got gassed by Reese Walsh, we go, you know what? Damn. Yeah, so bad. Damn, Murray got gassed, we lost out Tom Travojevic, fair enough. If the other way goes and, Bur and Tommy goes down and Burton goes out there, but Reese Robson struggles for the 80 minutes... 
damn. You know what I mean? Like that, I think that's what most people are a bit frustrated with is we went like this in-between route where <laughs> we picked the, the hooker, ro- well not we, they picked the hooker rotation and then went the Burton route. It's, you know, like that's what is. And doesn't it just all, for me, like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it all comes back to what Matty John said six weeks ago. I'm sure he was trying to take the piss out of Joey, but. <laughs> Fuck me, tell me anything he said was wrong. The Queensland know exactly what they're going to do. They know exactly who they're going to pick. They know exactly how we're going to play. For me, once again, I like I, I even listened to Brandy explaining what they did after the game and it still made no sense to me. Fre- Fre- Freddie, I, I believe, looking on now and having seen how it did play out, went into it, that if one of seven players was to go down injured, Damien Cook was going to the back line. A bloke who'd never essentially played there. I think, yeah, I think he, he played did, like he did. Up, he played a little bit of fullback for the Dragons at like twenty years old. I remember mm, it, yeah. but still, like, yeah, it's, it's not it's a while ago. Um, like that, that, that's a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a big ask. It's it, oh, massive, massive ask. Um, yeah, it, 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 the, what it, what exemplifies Billy Slater and, and the the idea of like they had a specific plan and they stuck to it or whatever. It's Dave Fafita. He didn't try a single yeah. bit of flash. He just ran the ball straight and hard at Mitch Moses all night long. He yep. didn't even consider anything else. All his job was to was run straight and hard at Moses. And I think that that's a really good example of Billy Slater saying, Oi, mate, you aren't picked to break tackles, score a million tries. Your job is to run hard 10 times at Mitchell Moses. And that's exactly yeah. what he did. Yeah. And if you want further evidence... I think look at the fullback, Reese Walsh. What, what have we been saying here for 10 weeks? So talented. Just needs to get those three errors out of his game. Yeah. Makes one error in two games for his yeah. debut, and they went after him too. And he was throwing crazy balls. Like yeah, he, he didn't risky. take no risks yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. He took calculated risks at the right time and nailed it. My God, that's terrifying for the Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, the Broncos opposition. If you For the casual sort of football fan out there that listens to the bloke potty, when we talk about Cookie out of position, we sort of keep saying a few different things. But go back and have a look at, Kemp, you touched on the technical, technical side of it earlier with Cookie at centre, but mm. defensively, uh, the Xavier Coates try. And it was the one where he jams in, where he had absolutely no need to do. They had him covered. And this pretty safe defensive position for the Blues turned into bang, catch, pass, try. Mm. And, and that was, just go have a look at it and you go, oh, okay, so he shouldn't have gone in. He should have just stayed out on his man. Because the yeah. thing at playing, defending at centre, it's a decision-making yeah. position. And, oh, that, and that's where he's fast, mad. It's a decision-making position. And that's mm. where it matters so much. And that's where it's so much easier if we would have just taken an edge back row and say, hey, shift one spot. Because the reality is when you're defending in the middle, well, I don't. What I don't like, care. You have to be a good tackler to defend in the middle. You have to be a good defender to defend at centre. And there's well, such a difference. Well, what I don't get though is like, okay, if you're really, really concerned about Murray out there, just push Luai out one further and put Murray at three. Yeah, like because then he's literally only a few meters away yeah. from where he would normally be. Luai definitely could defend at centre. Like, yeah. yeah, it's funny too. Like I mentioned before, Reese Walsh made one error. Do you know what that one error was? Mm. When they did a quick shift, come to their own end, and he dropped it cold because he looked up and saw Damien Cook, and he was already thinking, "How am I going to put the ball down?" It was the one time that he dropped the ball, and I just sat there and went, "Thank God, he was about to skin us and make us look stupid." Mate, what about the night? Essentially, first run. I know he threw the silly ball, but he just went whack right foot, <laughs> boom, big fan on Cookie, hey? line break. No, nah, on Luai. Luai. Uh, yeah, but he did step. Yeah, he did step Cookie. Yeah, and thank God he threw that ball, ball over the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like. You know what? I'll cop that silly ball because that is ridiculous, bro. This is origin. You don't just you don't just right foot boom fend line oh. break. That doesn't happen. Was there anything more poetic than the end of the game? 
where Queensland kicked to that edge. Damien Cook goes up, takes a great catch, but playing out of position, drops the ball in the oh, air. No hit. one gets near it. And who puts the ball down? Nanai, picked out of absolutely nowhere. And what's he best known for when he's playing his best footy? Tries off fucking kicks, and he's the guy that's there for it. Did, didn't that... It summed up that for the Maroons and the selections, but didn't it sum up poor old Cookie as well, who tried his ass off. off? It was yeah. a great take. Gets taken out by his own player and Fubsy <laughs> just like, give the, give the where is the break. footy god? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what did Cookie do to the footy gods? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I feel so sorry for Cookie. As I said, he did. He ripped and teared. He tried his heart out. He just getting thrown in an Origin at centre. Fuck. Mm. And you've got Munster and. DCE going, oh, okay, sweet, let's go. Oh man! And like we all, we all know that when Freddie would have said this to Cook, Cook in, in Cookie's mind would have gone, what? Why? I'll do it. I will yeah. do whatever you say, and I'll do yeah. my absolute best because that's who Cookie is. But I'm sure even he would have been like, Jesus, surely there's other guys here. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I feel like, Guru, you mentioned before about like, oh, if Ben Hunt had to go to Sydney, do a job or this or that. Every like because. Don't mistake me. The Maroons made the picked the same bench. Mm. If they lost an outside back, mm. they had a similar scenario where mm. it would have been it happened in game one. Cotter or someone going to centre. Yeah. I feel like every time the Blues get that opportunity, they never know how to zero on that defensive deficiency yeah, and bloke out of yeah. position. Happens to the Blues one game because we didn't have cover on the bench. Like even game one, there was Nico there who was at least he's a backline player. They went straight to him. They went, this game, mm. the Queensland's whole game plan just went. Let's go target the bloke out of position and make him make decisions. Yeah. And they nailed it. But the Blues never do that when Queensland have a forward shift out wide. Yeah, and like we, you know, spoke about after game one too, we all spoke about Nico there. The team on the other side of the park had 12 players and had Ben Hunt, Cotter in the centres. No one fucking talks about it. I understand Freddie made the wrong decision, but that's the problem. The issue is that we just can't handle it like you guys do. Mm. When did we get into the women's game last night? (laughs) Over the men's. All right, let's get to the Queensland. You're going to get more over it. Um, okay, I, I just want to make a note of, and I've been trying to do this on all podcasts. Yes, these decisions, in our opinion, you know, we disagree with the Freddie and some of the selections, but let's not forget all the good things he's done. Let's not forget the fact that he is still at 50% win rate. Let's not forget all the time and effort he's put into community rugby league. I mean, there was a period there where New South Wales younger kids didn't want a bar of rugby league. He got on his motorbike, he drove out through the country, brought <coughs> passion back to the jersey, in my opinion. And so I just want to make sure people don't, don't just because it's, it may or may not have ended, but just because the last couple of years have been tough, let's not forget all the great things he's done as well. And it might, you know, I completely agree with all that, and he wouldn't be my head coach, but I completely agree with everything else he has done off the field in that role has been fantastic. Incredible. He might not be my head coach, but he's involved somehow. And even like, like when we were doing the country tours, we spent quite a bit of time on the road with Matty and just the amount of stories he had mm. about Freddie, mm. little things he's done, it just made me fall in love with Freddie all over again. Yeah. Maybe he's not the guy to coach us, but God, I don't know what you want to call it, whether it's like an ambassador or whatever the hell it is. There's mm. a role there for Freddie. Like and a he cultural does it incredibly, thing. Like a cultural, cultural leader. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And it's so typical of Freddie. You can't quite explain mm. what it is that he does. You can't quite explain what position he was best at when he was playing. But he's, he has got something about him. And it might not be in coaching. God, he's done a tremendous role for New South Wales. Yeah. Ken and always will be the man. Yeah. Freddie legend. Absolute legend. So... Whatever happens going forward, let's remember also the great stuff he did as well. Let's not just fucking, oh, the whole thing was shit and this, that. No, no. This guy has 
dedicated his life to New South Wales Rugby League. It may not have turned out the best, but he has dedicated his fucking life to it. There's a reason why Kempi has his picture on top of Darren Lockyer and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was low, Guru. That was really <laughs> low. Trying to give your coach credit and you bloody just kicked the boot in. Oh, let's give your coach some credit. Let's okay, let's get into it. Reese Walsh at fullback. I mean, talk about... Look, I honestly... Look, maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like if he was being coached by any other coach, and maybe Wayne Bennett could have handled it, but any other coach than Billy Slater, I think that maybe game one gets to his head a little bit. And he comes out game two. I mean, he was even nervous game two. But I think Billy Slater did such a good job at just keeping him focused in on what he needed to do. We saw, obviously, the explosion at the end. But they were tar- – like, this kid, he's, he's tiny. He's, he's, there's not much of him. Came out and, like – he obviously came out and apologised after, but came out and said some pretty harsh words about New South Wales. He was public enemy number one. Number one. And for him to still turn up and get the job done the way he did is absolutely incredible. Like, talk about a superstar. Wow. Just owns big moments, doesn't he? Oh, my favourite thing about Reese Walsh was, and it was an interview that Billy Slater did after the game, and I can't remember where it was or who the interview was with, but I said to him, oh, yeah, Reese Walsh did this, he did that, he was so good. Do you see a bit of, and they went mm. to say yourself in him, and he went, nah, he's his own guy, he's his own player, Reese Walsh is Reese Walsh. Mm. And I love that Billy Slater just embraces who Reese Walsh is. And, you know, there was, you know, even the stuff at the end of the game, that's who Reese Walsh is. Mm. Yeah. He'll talk it up, but he'll also back it up. And yeah. he's done it for two games in a row. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of New South Wales people sort of putting on social media, <coughs> wait till you come to Sydney. He's coming to Sydney to collect the shield. Yeah, Shut bro. up. Like, Please. It's a bit late in the game to be, buddy. Fucking give it away. Yeah, that's craziness. Um, he was electric. And, like, these weren't easy tries. These are high-risk, high-skill plays at here. But, like, the, like the over-the-top, like, we're not, because there were so many other great things that happened in the game, we're forgetting that some of these passes that he made to get those points were fucking amazing. And also, the, the tenacity in which he ran the ball back, like, there is not much of that guy. And I didn't see it, like... Maybe he got dominated once or twice, but very often he found his front. Yeah. Crazy. And even like, you know, that's, that's now two games of origin where we had Nathan Cleary and Mitch Moses, two of the top three or four best kicking games in rugby league. Yeah. How often did they find the turf? How often was Reese Walsh caught out of position? Like once at the start when he was nervous and that's it. How many games of first grade has Reese Walsh played? 30? Yeah, 40, man. 35 or something? Yeah. Like crazy. As a footballer, he typifies everything that's great about rugby league and he's going to put so many bums on seats and be such a great, as we said, leading into the game, leading into the series, mm. be a pin-up boy for rugby league for so many years. Well, now he's done in the Orange Arena. We know he can handle the big stage. It's like, well, it's, now it's undeniable. Like, I, like every Blues fan on the planet, at the end of the game, wanted to jump through and just <laughs> put it on his chin at full time when he was carrying on. And I'm just sitting there going, it was because I had this... Just moment of, oh, it's just going to be another love-hate relationship with the Queensland Saints. I love him so much and as a footballer and enjoying everything he does. But then I'm just like, he's just going to terrorise us for the next 10, 15 years. I just might just have to put him on my supercoach side every year. So I'm like, get something out of him. I get something out of Reese Walsh. How many games? Uh, 52. 52. Wow. So next year. Imagine when he's at 152. What, At what, Brisbane, like, what, what, what do you do? What do you do with KP in him next year? Well, at the moment, it's his jersey. You don't drop yeah. Walsh, mm. but like KP's fit and fight. If 
KP's fit, he will fire. What a problem to have. Crazy problem to have. You're you're now in a rare position where, like, even if you were to lose Reese Walsh next year for whatever reason, like, your team could get better. If you get KP at his best with a point to prove, it could be more dangerous. Mm. And the the way Billy coaches, or like this all-out attack, picking his best team, he'll find a spot for KP next year. Mm. And I know it's hard because you have this two-hooker rotation, so do you put a little KP on the bench? I bet he'll do it. I bet he'll do it. Then he just plays Hunt as that 13 and gets minutes for him there. And then he has KP coming on as the X, as other X factor. Conservative coaches wouldn't. Probably doesn't make complete sense, but I bet Billy would game one next year if they're fit. Picks them both. Yeah, it's going to be interesting that because I reckon maybe a plan could be, let's say Reese Walsh keeps killing it and then DCE retires in maybe two years. Ben Hunt goes to seven. Grant goes to starting hooker. Ponga goes to 14. That could be something that builds, like, keeps mm. that. I like that because then Harry's got 80 minutes in him. Mm. Fit as a fiddle. He can do it. You don't have hooker cover on the bench, but if he goes down, Hunt goes there and KP comes in on the halves. Yep. Other big yep. advantage you like got that. is you got Reuben Cotter. Oh, Cotter too. And also he covers God. outside backs. If an outside back goes down, Caelan Ponga goes there. Oh. <laughs> and I, honestly, I reckon KP could – he could bang out – I don't know, 10 minutes hooker if he had to. Of course he could. could. Yeah. yeah. Remember when he banged out 10 minutes at lock and looked like a fucking immortal on debut? <laughs> so I reckon that might be a, a bit of the plan. Um, depending right on how good Dearden goes, though. You know, yeah. Dearden might be the guy that steps straight in, but maybe not because he may not be ready to, like, organise the troops yet. In saying that, there's no indication based on what Dearden has shown us that he won't be ready mm. at this point in time. Mate, he was outstanding last week. And if anyone's going to get the very best out of him, it's B Slater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coates He was outstanding He was so good He was so good Like He was aggressive He was taking Super tough carries Five tackle breaks Eight tackles <laughs> Only one miss Zero errors Like Just Just so good So so good And then obviously You know Even just the pressure Of him catching balls It essentially got us two tries Because you got the Fox Obviously Knocked the ball, um, like didn't catch the ball. And then Addo Carr comes racing in because of the pressure of Coates, essentially. Um, you know, he played outstanding. Ballantyne Holmes, Jesus. He can find the trial line in origin. You know what almost made me cry <coughs> this morning? I think it was on the Hello Sport podcast. And I said, how old's Val Holmes? And in my head, I went, oh, 30, 31. He's 28 years old. I know, uh, I know. Like he's going... Nowhere. I was looking at him compared to the rest of this team going, he's the older head. Mm. Like, he's still got five years of origin. He's hitting his prime. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, so we've already talked about him, but I knew this kid was special, but I don't don't know if I knew this. I really didn't. I I knew that he had so much untapped potential, but to come in and just go to another level, it's amazing. It is seriously amazing. To a lungy, like... He was unbelievable. You know who, who Murray reminds me of? Matt Singh. Mm. He just he does everything right on the ball. And then, I mean, like, uh, imagine if you – imagine, like, if we would have sat here three weeks ago and gone, oh, he's one of the best defensive wingers in rugby league. Who would have gone, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. He saved about four tries in this series. Literally. And then whenever his moments came in attack where he had to deliver, got it right every single time. Shout out to this guy. He has been praising him since about round four, and I've been sitting there going, you can't possibly leave Dane Gagai out. Just you nailed that. You nailed that. 
Thanks, mate. Because I, yeah, I hurt me more than the New South Wales lost, but you nailed that. <laughs> I was tough the same. week. <laughs> it's a tough week for Guru. Um, I was the same, mate. I, I was the same as Guru. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think Tawang is a good player, but I was like, there's no way you can leave Gagai out of the side. But Jesus, so good. Um, Cam Munster. What I loved about Cam Munster's performance, did he have the big crazy plays? No, but geez, he was level-headed. I mean, he was even telling other people, stay calm, stay calm. You're going, who's this bloke? Who the hell is this bloke? Like, he was so calm and collected. And the big plays that he made, obviously those two kick um, covers, but even, you forget, that short side raid where that bounce went bad for Payne Haas, that was Munster taking it on the fifth tackle on a short side. Like, that's a big play in origin. Isn't it wild with Munster? And like, we obviously talk a lot of super coach. And the thing is with Cam Munster, for every other player in this comp that's a big super coach player, if you look at their matchup and you go, they're going to win by 40, you go, that's a great super coach day. For them. Mm. Munster, we go, if he's not needed, he won't deliver. He'll just go, okay, you guys don't need me right now. Yeah. It's when he plays Penrith and these sort of teams in the NRL that super coach wise, we go, oh, this is where Munster will stand up. Yeah. Isn't this a classic game that in the game before this, they were down to 12, they were down on the scoreboard, Munster went, okay. I'll win it now. Yeah. I'll do what it takes right now. This game, he didn't need to. He He's ran for 173 metres. The most it, of any Queenslander. I think it's such... Uh, I think that stat there, Kempi, probably typifies the Maroons' performance a fair bit in that a 32-6, call it what it was, a demolition, you'd think, all right, so one-sided, there'd be blokes, a few blokes running for over 200 metres, if not that, 171, 81, 90. He was the most metres in the Maroons' team very comfortably. Reese Walsh, 146. Goes down to Lindsay Collins was the top running forward by, with 136 metres. Like Tino, 84. Fafita, 84. Nanai, 69. Grant, 51. Flegler, 45. <coughs> Foddy, 77. A lot of these blokes, no one really stood out metres-wise, but just such a 1-17 to 17 performance, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And I know that outside of Cotter, who went in the 80, there was such a well-dispersed spread of minutes. I know I've only played big, big minutes, but again... Well, the lowest was 30 minutes. Yeah, it goes back to Billy. Mm. He's just, he's nailed that, hasn't how, he? How good was um, Fodawaker off the bench? Jeez, he put, gave us some momentum. He come on and he just, he was just rolling through the middle. Just that big, thick, like, figure. Like, he just rolled through the middle. Um, obviously, Tino. My God. This guy is unbelievable. DCE... Is it one of the great origin redemption arcs? Oh. One of the greatest? It's unbelievable what he's done. I, I honestly thought, I thought after that test match that he lost to Tonga, mm. I, I genuinely thought, oh, his rep career is probably over. Mm. His rep career started that day. <laughs> he <laughs> might get that jersey back at he the end will. of this year. As if he, oh, oh the Kangaroos jersey. Yeah, he might yeah, get it back off Cleary. That's how good he played. <laughs> I love that. He will. Oh, the kangaroos one. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were telling me you'd get the Maroons jersey. And you're like, yeah, can people Yeah, <laughs> Great tip, bro. Great tip. No, no. He, like, yeah. he genuinely... <laughs> Slater might be the coach. Too. <laughs> but is that not a fair, fair comment? Yeah, no, he genuinely true. might fight that jersey back. It becomes an argument, a debate again. Yeah, whereas like yeah. last year, I was, I was all in. I said, it's clear his team now. Give it to him. Yeah. And I would probably still have that. But... You can't deny these huge games that DC has been having in, in the biggest games you possibly can. It's one of the greatest redemption arcs and it would have been a few years it was so tough for Cleary in regards, but he just put his head down, bum up, didn't complain, didn't sook, and now he's beloved by the state. Well, it would have been interesting if the Kangaroos didn't win the World Cup. Because mm, yeah. then he'd be like, well, DC keeps getting results. Because yep. they won the World Cup, you probably are. Cleary's the man, but yeah. 
I mean, I think that he'll be in the squad at least. Yeah. Um, putting pressure. I, lo- I love the comments that Slater had about that tackle of DCE. Yeah. It was just so good. He just said it was all about want. And he and wanted it more in that. What moment. was a quote? Um, I can because we are. Yeah. It's, I think it's like some older quote that uh, a coach, old coach said, I can because we are. Fuck. Billy. Jesus Christ. Make a grown man cry. <laughs> I don't want to, like hearing him say those words and the way he delivered, I, I just sat in my chair and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's, so, he's so hard to try. I can feel like that him. hurting me in 2028, let alone 2023. Yeah. That's brutal. Um, yeah. Uh, now my next boy I want to talk about. Tino, I think Tino's game was so underrated. I think it got a bit overshadowed by Co- Lindsay because Lindsay Collins was phenomenal. But fuck, Tino was good. But my boy, Paddy Carrigan, he is seriously on another level. Yeah, he is. In every single origin he's played, he's been in the top three on the field for me. Best 30 in the comp now, you reckon? <laughs> it's getting hard and hard to push back on. I feel like the constant conversation is Murray or Yo. Yeah, mate, it's Murray, or, it's Murray or Yo gets to compete with him now, I think. Yeah, I They're think so that, different. I think, yes. yeah, he's more yes. of a front rower yeah. kind of. Yeah. But I think right now, form-wise, Paddy Carrigan's the best. But player. I also think, yes, he's more of a front rower, but I think if you if you put Carrigan into the Penrith system and Ivan Cleary said, I need you to play as a Yo's role. Jesus Christ. Isaiah <laughs> Yo's role, he'd be completely fine. Oh, yeah. He, his yeah. ball playing has improved out yeah. of sight. Like, there was a period there where he really didn't have much ball playing, but just even, like, little things like his tip-ons to Collins, like, geez, you know, getting across the field, a tip-on to Collins on your edge defenders so we're getting one-on-one tackles and then we just go at you again. Like, that's all Paddy Carrigan. And the problem, like... He was going right to the line, but also he is as big as a front rower that you have to be honest with him. Otherwise, he will bump you, just dummy and go. Um, I know it's very early days, but you know he's twenty five years of age. Like in the position he plays, he could have ten years of Origin left for him. Like he's a, he's a guy that I genuinely think by the end of his Origin, origin career, oh, he'll he'll be in Maroon's best seventeens. I reckon. Uh, I, yeah, I, there'll be a lot of yeah. He I, might, he I might agree. have been in Maroon's best thirteen. I, I agree. Career. I think by the end of his career, if he continues this, he'll be considered an origin legend. Especially because he's in a team that doesn't have Smith, Slater, Cronk, mm. all these out-and-out legends. Like, he is playing a genuine role in every single one of them. And I think when you look at Pat Carrigan and, you know, his origin career, how it's going to play out, DCE is going to come and go. Cam Munster's probably going to come and go if he is older than him. Pat Carrigan's just going to be a consistent figure for the next 10 well, he's years. He's probably the next captain. He'd be my next captain. Yeah, he's probably like... If he was in the blues side, he'd be my captain next year. I'll mm, tell you that much. Yeah. If DC went, I'd probably give him captaincy. Mm, Either him or Munster, but probably him. Yeah, yeah, by end of career, he'll be in the Maroons. Best ever 13 um, argument. Still got... Like, you have to do a bit to get past David Stagg, but <laughs> he's, he'll be in the argument. Yeah, and we're not saying he definitely will be. We're saying if this continues... Because put it this way, he could have won man of the match in every single one of Queensland's wins so far that he's played in. If That's sports bet want to give me a market, I will responsibly swallow it up. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, let's actually – sports bet. Let's get the bloody – where's the um, <laughs> sports bet tracker? Now with sports bet, you can track the progress of your same-game multi with a tracker feature. There is now no need to switch between – Different apps to find stats and numbers relevant to your multi. Everything is all in one place on the Sportsbet app. There are also brand new markets you can track, including total player points scored, player A or B to score a try. Follow your multi the easy way with Sportsbet. New NRL, same game multi tracker only on Sportbet. Download the Sportsbet app today. As always, guys, gamble responsibly. You win some, but you lose more. But Sportsbet, the best app on the planet when it comes to having a punt. We all know this. We all know this. 
is. So if you're going to have a punt, you've got to do it with Sportsbet, but do it responsibly. Now we'll continue. Uh, Flegler, outstanding. Harry Grant, solid. Ruben Cotter. Ruben fucking Cotter. <laughs> He's played three different positions and arguably been man of the match in three of the games. Yeah. Maniac. Absolute maniac. I said to Matty the other day, he is... He's Dallas Johnson all over again, but I think he's more versatile. But more explosive. Yeah. He's a, he's a modern-day version of Dallas, I He think. is so fucking good. Mm. Mate, he's on the edge. He started on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. That blew my mind. And, like, he nailed every tackle. Yeah. He, the only time he got bumped was top. Everything else, he dominated the tackle. Because he, he'd always, to my memory, been in middle, because he played middle and obviously played hooker coming through. Yep. Big change to the edge. It doesn't just happen like that. Decider. Yeah. Like, decider. Suncorp, we're going to start you on the edge. Mm. Fucking hell. Shout out to Billy Slater if you want your next one. I'll let you know at the start of next season, okay? <laughs> hey, can we bit. just... Can we just... Look. Send me an invoice, Billy. Can it, look, I just want to throw it out there. I said Reese Robson at the start of the year. Just saying. Just saying. Like, you know, is it as big as the Cotter call? Maybe not. But I'm just saying it was there. And I <laughs> did it. Cool. It was a nice call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because no one's fucking said anything. <laughs> Jesus well, you Christ. You've got to follow my lead and bring it up every <laughs> single week repeatedly. <laughs> Come on, people. I said it at the start of the year. He's a schmokey. Um, nah. I mean, look, he was already 19th man the year before. So it's not really, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that big of a call. Um, yeah, Ruben Cotter. Maui Fodawaka. I thought he was outstanding. He really, really was. Like, he come on 31 minutes. You know, 77 metres. And as you alluded to, um, Timmy, like, they just spread the load so well. Like, they just all... Like, there's not a 1 to 17 right there, all 8 out of 10. Yeah. You know, which is... That's how you... Like, you're not going to get beaten when you're all playing 8 out of 10. So, what an incredible... I mean, it's just amazing what they're achieving. I was laughing at the scenes after the game when they were... um at the upstairs room at the Caxton, mm. all these videos yeah. were coming out, and I kept saying, saying to my wife, "Oh, that's where we stood and had a bit." Oh, she, <laughs> she eventually goes, "Nathan, I don't give, give a, a fuck. <laughs> Shut up." Oh, how good was it seeing the boys still in their kit walking into the bloody? East. Oh, so good. mate, that the Alfie video, I think Roasty post posted it was all time, all time. And I, I will say that, like, you know, and I know this is nitpicking, and it, it means nothing. It does. It's not. It's not a big deal in regards to winning Origins. But, like, New South Wales don't really have that. We don't. Like, we've got a historic pub that we all roll into. We've got Alfie Langer dancing on tables. And it happens, you know, regularly. Whereas, like, like there's no real connection to anywhere in New South Wales. It's like, very cool. It, and, mate, there's three pubs across the road from our stadium. And it's, there's no, like, you don't really, you know, you'll see the boys celebrating, but there's no traditional history that they can be like, this is where Joey went to have beers after he won a series. And, you know, this is where this Freddie, you know, all of these, whereas just Queensland, it's, there's all this history and nostalgia that they all just seem to pull on. They just, um, so that, that it's, it's just an interesting side discussion, really. And like we, like, even if, like, if you gave me the job of creating a spot like that, I have no idea where I'd start. Yeah. No idea whatsoever. It's tough. In a casino? I, I do I think. Know. I do think it's like it is something that New South Wales, and I do believe Freddie tried to do this, but I do think that it, New South Wales, it is something they need to focus on is like building a connection to the past that is extremely clear 
And it's easy to say because we had the eight in a row. But, like, I just think that there's a clear lineage for Queensland from, like, woe to here. You can see the connection. Like, they all go to the same pub. They play at the same ground. They, you know, this. Whereas, like, New South Wales, I just... And, I look, it's a different state. And it's not a big deal. But it's very easy for Queensland coaches to, like, show the players, like, you know... Sure. And the reality is that, you know, when Queensland win a series in 2040, you know which pub they'll be going back to? They'll be going to Kako. And it won't be Alfie standing on the thing. It'll be Munster. It'll we'll just be the same thing. It'll be an AI version of Alfie. Yeah, it'll be AI. Hologram. <laughs> He'll come back from the dead just to party. Skeleton Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I thought I saw Skeleton Alfie at Magic Roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, again, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, like I'm sure that someone's, there's some tradition in regard, but I just, it is something to But it kind note. of is a big deal, I think. Yeah, fair, fair. Well, what um, do you reckon as a New South Wales? I know you hate talking about it, but. Caxton's. Kind of cool. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, so uh, just amazing stuff. And, and the, I guess the concerning thing for New South Wales is now is that this side is actually extremely young. Yeah. Um, except for key positions. You could say DCE is probably in his last year or two, although he doesn't look like he's slowing down. And then you've got Benny Hunt last maybe year or two. But, you know, guys like Dearden coming through. I, I will say the one concern for Queensland that they have to address will be that structured controlling seven. Can Dearden be that? I think he has a potential, but he's probably not there yet. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, we got Exhibit A, our halfback went down last week and it came down to the form of players in round 14. There was three and four different options. DC wasn't available next year. There's no question for you guys. Mm. You, you know your path. You know where you're going. And I, I personally think that Tom Dearden would slip in there perfectly. Yep, he'd take care of it. Um, yeah. But even then, like, what, Chesy another year or two out of, and then do you probably, Benny Hunt go to seven and you get a year or two out of him at the yeah, back I end of his career because he's a freak. By then, Dearden is what we keep saying, like halves tend to peak in there, about 28, 29. Mm. He'd be getting to his mid to late 20s by that point. And, and he'd be about 25 by the like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so still pretty, yeah. Yeah. that's thing, young. But yeah. like there's another three, four years of development for him as a halfback and what yeah. they want. Because I reckon in an ideal situation, and I haven't, this is just me guessing from watching Billy Slater, I reckon in an ideal world, he would want those guys to come in and wear the 14 jersey, like everyone did for Queensland. Oh, didn't? Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that could like, make that like change that is the fact that he's already debuted at yeah that's the one thing yeah. we did that makes yeah. difference but i reckon like everyone else in the future Usually, under, yeah. i reckon he will he will bring them in and say hey you got to show us you can earn yeah for sure for sure I, I don't was really happy to get through the queensland part of this um podcast campy but it amazed me at how quickly you slip past lindsey collins mate oh I, my god talk about like blokes yeah. just evolving when they put on a new jersey you know there's a few people over the years with Queensland who have done that. Dane Gagai's been famous for puts on that jersey and becomes a new player. Lindsay Collins, holy God. Yeah, you know, it's met. So after the game, like the journal kind of had the same reaction. Like Billy, like in the post press, Billy, Lindsay Collins, where, like, where did that come from? That was the kind of vibe. And Billy Sater was like, mate, I want you to go and watch a Roosters game. Don't watch a Roosters, just watch mm. Lindsay Collins. He said, he's been doing this all year long. It's just in a different environment. I knew Lindsay Collins would play like this. That's I think bad. my favourite moment of the week was a post in Punters and Dribblers, and I don't know who it was, but shout out to them. And it said, geez, that Lindsay Collins plays good footy considering he discovered fire yesterday. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the best thing ever. And yeah, God, he is a gun. He just that... 
I was doing it all live on the Instagram story and he took a run. I just went, geez, fuck, he's a good player. And then two seconds later, he picks up a ball on his toes. Unbelievable. Fucking hell. Just crazy. And I mean, like, even if he didn't have that moment in game one where he leaped over the Australian fullback (laughs) in the 79th minute to set up the match-winning try of origin with 12 players on the field, don't need to repeat that again. But just what he did in game two, just the little moments he had, simply incredible. And I loved how excited the other players were when he yep. got into the match. I think it was Carrigan and Cotter that came they up put to it, him. I think Carrigan put it over. His, did he? Yeah. Oh, mad. So the, it was just so good. And um, it's, yeah. I, I actually, I think it was 2020, I, at the start of the year, I think we're a few games in, I said, I reckon Lindsay Collins will make origin. And I got fucking smashed for it, like in the comments. Um, anyway, uh, he, he made his debut. Lindsay Collins has been putting these performances in for Queensland since 2020. You go back and watch that series. Him and Christian Walsh in game three were fucking phenomenal. Um, Lindsay Collins is a beast. And he's, what, 25 years old, I think, 24? Relatively young. He's 27. So he's relatively young for a front rower. He's still got at least three years, three to four years in him. Mate, he is so fucking good and, and just tough. Fuck, he's tough. It was a game in 20... What, what year did you get the spoon? Was that 2020 or 21? Brisbane? Um, 2020... Whichever year that was, it was a game the Roosters were playing Brisbane and you got beat by 40 or 50. 2021, I think. Yeah, and he scored a good individual try and I, I remember him was ra- raving about him. And I obviously hadn't watched enough of him yet and I sort of thought, oh, this guy scores one try and people yeah, get right. a little bit over the top. And then, and I sort of said that on the podcast and a heap of Queenslanders absolutely pizzled me for oh, really? it. And then I started watching him close and went... Fuck, I might not have been more wrong about something. Mate, he's a fucking beast. Pro- probably a stat that I need to look at a bit more because it is an important one, but just average play the ball speed and you're going through it. Lindsay Collins, quickest average play the ball speed on the field with 3.24. Murray Taolang was the only one a little bit quicker. He was 3.19, but a winger, very different story. But every other back on the field, both teams, every forward, Lindsay Collins. Fuck, yeah. a guy that big? Yeah. That is amazing. That is amazing. What How an incredible play. In the end. 42. Would you give, at the moment, the Wally Lewis medal, does it go to Lindsay Collins, <sighs> Ruben Cotter, or Paddy Carrigan? I think I... Jeez, oh, Cotter's a really good shout. <laughs> Isn't it wild, though, in an origin series like this? Like, they're the three guys we're discussing. Yeah, we're not talking about Crazy. DC, Munster, yeah. Reese. Three middle forwards, essentially. Yeah. Just battlers. Yeah, I, I don't know which one I go. It comes down to game three, but it has to be one of those three. Right now, if you had to hand it out. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to hand it out to Ruben Cotter so I can fucking give you a <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> my, my initial reaction was Pat Carrigan. Yep. I, I would genuinely give it to Lindsay Collins right now, but it'd take another monster performance for me to, to, to still be saying that after game three. He can do it. He's just yeah. done two in a row, but mm. like, I would be surprised if I was saying that after game three still. Yeah. I think I'd at the moment, it'd be Lindsay Collins. I mean, we're talking about... Huge in the 32-4-6 win. Match-winning set-up try, and then obviously everything else he did. But with how consistent I know Paddy Carrigan is, I think he might be firm in a backer-up and go back-to-back Wally Lewis. I, I, I don't know who has the most Wally Lewis medal awards, but, geez, I reckon Pat Carrigan is going to be a really good Could you imagine debut year he got it? No one yeah. talked about that. Could you imagine if he goes back-to-back mm. debut years? Probably the first time it ever happened. He's a really good chance to do it. I, I'm going to back him to get at least three during Fuck. his origin career because he just he, you get the same thing every single game. And games like this, it's all good and well. They won by 32. Other guys stood out and whatnot. When there's a game that is just tight, yeah. hence state of origin, yeah. Paddy Carrigan is always going to be in the top three. Mate, he's fucking... And, like, 
he just he's relentless. It isn't just in the first 20 minutes of each half. It could be the 79th minute, and he is coming from the fences. Um, anyway, just, just quickly going up and down, it looks like Cam Smith's got the most Wally Lewis's. How many? Right, like uh, one, three? Four. 07, 11, 13, 16. Fuck. You want to hear something even more fucked? This is going to really hurt, boys. I apologise. Do we have to be here for it? Yeah. You have to be here, and you can confirm this, but I'm pretty sure New South Wales have only won four Origins in 18 years. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For Origin Series, is that what you're saying? In 18 years? Because 06. Well, you went 11 from 12 in that period. Yeah. And then three since then. See you next week, guys. How <laughs> fucked is that? We done? <laughs> Anything, boys? Fuck, that's insane. I didn't want to come in the first place. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck, I was just looking for a bit of feedback here. Well, what's that since, since 05? Is that right? So 05, 14, 29, 18, 19. No, 5? Yeah. 18, 19, well, if, you, if you start from 06, we've, oh, only, we've only six, got yeah. 14, 18, 19, 21. Adds up. That's four by my count. <laughs> <laughs> You're onto it, Guru. You're onto it. Uh, make sure to give Guru a follow at Rugby League Guru. Give uh, Timmy a follow. SC Playbook One. Don't follow Timmy. Matter. Of, I mean, Maddie. Unfollow Maddie. <laughs> Don't follow Thanks, Timmy. Mate. Unfollow Maddie. Unfollow Maddie if you're following it. Um, no, no. Give Maddie the water boy a follow. Anything you need to push, boys? Uh, Beers and break evens next Wednesday. Other than that, I think I need a nap. Okay. Okay. Maybe for 18 years. Yeah. These uh, jumpers. The third, 6 p.m., be there, very limited amount going. Make sure to set your shekels aside, $79.95. They're going to be flying off the shelf, so set your alarms. Uh, and as usual, should we talk? No, I'll go and fuck myself. <laughs>